You take one habit that you want to do consistently, that you're finding hard to consistently practice, and you link it with a habit that you very autonomously practice. So you, it's part of your routine, and this is usually something that you enjoy. Get ready for the Ubuntu Coaching Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Ubuntu Coaching Podcast. Absolutely delightful to have everyone here. Slightly late on this episode, just a week and a half late. It was supposed to be out last Wednesday, um, but I was sick. I was actually pretty sick. And I thought, you know what? Better not do an episode this week because that will, pretty, that will sound pretty bad. And uh, it's quite an intimate thing doing a podcast episode. And for you guys listening, um, you're choosing to put my voice in your ears for you know, 20, 30 minutes. So I wanted to make sure that is of sufficient quality. And that's why I invest in this mic and um, I do a lot of the, the editing. It takes a, a bit of time. So actually, that's a good segue into um, what I want to start each episode out with. Just a, a request. So I'm going to continue putting these episodes out and I'm going to put a lot of research into them and try to maximize the value I give to you as a coach. And so I just ask one thing which is a couple of things all wrapped into one. Please, please, please share, like, rate the podcast. Just help me out in growing it. I think there is so many people um, that could benefit from this podcast. Not to sound arrogant, but there really isn't this kind of podcast. Um, there might be one or two, but I want to make this podcast an all-in-one hub for coaches to come scroll down the list, see, you know, find the question that they want to learn more about or some challenge that they're facing as a coach and say, oh, hey, shit, Patrick has a podcast here or maybe Patrick has a guest that can help me through this challenge. So please, please, please rate the podcast. I'm not saying you have to give it a five-star rating. I would love that. That would help. Um, share it on your social media uh, and like it. So I, I would really appreciate that. And it's it's all I ask. You know, I'm not asking for Patreon or um, you to pay or anything like that. I just, I'm not going to have a premium podcast level where, you know, you get certain episodes for premium. This is all going to be 100% free. I just ask that you share it. So thank you very much, guys. Okay, let's dive into the episode. And it's all about habit stacking. Okay, so I'm here with my non-alcoholic beer. It's only, what is it? 12.30 in the afternoon. It's a bit early, but it's not alcoholic. I was on a call with my clients yesterday. I offer these uh, these group client calls, and I really recommend all coaches do that. It is a massive addition to the value of your coaching packages, and not a huge amount of extra work. So, um, you know, I schedule it once every two weeks, and we hop in, and I go around the group, and I ask them, you know, where are you in your journey? Give us a little update. Share as much as you want to. Pretty much everybody shares all of their journey anyway. And, uh, and then we go through common challenges. So it's really beneficial and all you have to do is really host and obviously give some extra expert support and insights to, to questions people bring up. But um, to be honest, I was doing it. I know this is a tangent now, but I was doing it and I was looking at these meetings like, oh my God, this is such a chore, another hour. But when you're in them, the energy and the community aspect that's being built with your clients is absolutely amazing. And now I'm looking forward to it every week or every two weeks. So I really recommend you implement that um, with your clients. It's it's a huge benefit and it looks great when you're trying to upsell people on it. 
But anyway, let's dive into habit stacking. So this is a concept um, that was, I guess, created by James Clear. I don't know if it was created by him, but it was really brought to the forefront um, or introduced by James Clear. I'm not sure if he, he might have referenced another author or another uh, person who um, created the idea. Uh, but it's in his book, Atomic Habits. If you have not read Atomic Habits, go pause the podcast and go buy it on Amazon, on Audible, whatever you use to, to read your books. It is phenomenal. It is one of the most effective, impactful books for a coach. Um, and for anyone who, if you're not a coach listening to this, for just improving your, your habits and your behaviors. Um, it's how to implement and build habits without this cliche of, oh, you need to just grind for 67 days for something to become a habit. It's like, okay, the time it takes to develop a habit is different for everybody. Um, so how can I go about it? What are some practical things I can, practical steps I can implement to help me build this habit and make it a consistent part of my routine? It is the best habit book I've read and I've read plenty. So Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he narrates the audiobook, so it might be worth it. That's what I listened to it on. Um, so habit stacking, in essence, is there's two kind of ways that I see you can go about habit stacking. But just it's what it is, basically, is you take one habit that you want to do consistently, that you're finding hard to consistently practice, and you link it with a habit that you very autonomously practice. So you, it's part of your routine, and this is usually something that you enjoy, okay? Um, so for example, and this is one I use, linking a glass of water with your morning coffee. For all of those caffeine addicts out there like myself, you know that morning coffee is a rite of passage. It's not not happening. You're having that cup of coffee. Okay, awesome. So how can I use my attachment to that habit to actually push me into a healthy habit? And that is by using the healthy habit as a ticket into that habit. Okay, so before I'm able to take that first sip, and oh man, that first sip always hits uh, of coffee, I have to drink a glass of water. You know, and a glass of water, I just uh, I just fill my Nutribullet right up to here. It's about 500 mils, and that's kind of what I have to drink. It's a bit more than a glass, of course, but um, that's my gateway into. And sometimes if I'm making coffee at home, which I've been doing less of, I usually go to Dunkin' or Starbucks now, just throwing money out the window. Um, I'll usually just have this whilst the coffee is brewing, you know? So that's an example of the habit stacking. Now, there's an... There's that that's the main approach. You take a healthy habit as the ticket into the habit that's already part of your routine. Okay? Now the other approach with habit stacking is to take a series of habits that you want to practice and use those as reminders for other habits. Okay? So I think some of the main challenges people have when they're trying to implement, you know, healthy behaviors or habits is um Number one, they just forget on a daily basis, okay? And then number two, it's just not fun and they don't want to do it, okay? So that's where habit stacking comes in and it helps overcome both of those obstacles, right? So for the uh, the forgetting, that is the second ladder approach I just mentioned where um, when you do a habit, that's 
the reminder to complete the next habit. So let's say you don't really care about drinking water. Like it's not something you don't enjoy. Um, you're fine with it. It's just that you always forget and you're very busy. Well, then the coffee brewing is your reminder to pour a glass of water, you know? So it works in that regard, overcoming the, the forgetting obstacle. But then on the other side of things where you're just not motivated and you don't want to do these habits, you take one that you really enjoy, right? Whether that's a cup of coffee, whether that's um, your, your breakfast cereal in the morning. And to get into that habit, you need to use the ticket of the healthy behavior. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. Okay, so again, that comes from, from James Clear's book, and he, he goes into a ton of um, examples, but I've just written down um, some examples here that can help kind of conceptualize it for you. So with nutrition as a focus, pairing um, a meal preparation or just cooking with a podcast that you listen to. Okay, so... Uh, you know, you might have a podcast that comes out once a day. I do. So I listen to, you know, NBA um, analysts talk about the playoffs and it's in the playoffs right now. So every single day there's a new episode on, uh, it's called First Things First. It's like my favorite one. And so I want to listen to that every day. So to listen to that, you can make a little rule with yourself that I have to be preparing something. I have to be cooking. Um, and if you, you're, you're good in the nutrition department, hey, I have to be cleaning or I have to be organizing or I have to be exercising. You know, so um, that's an example. So uh, an entertainment-related habit that you enjoy, pair that with a, a nutrition or an exercise-related one. Okay, number two, drinking a glass of water before every meal to improve hydration and potentially prevent overeating. So this is a really good one because we all want to eat, right? So your ticket into eating should be a glass of water. The main goal here is to make sure you're hydrating throughout the day. Okay, it's the same idea as the, the glass of water before the cup of coffee. However, it might also serve an additional benefit of preventing overeating in that meal because satiety is influenced by the volume of contents in your stomach. And if you're drinking a glass of water before your meal, that's going to start that process of filling up your, your stomach and intestines and, and that will help, you know, so you won't have to eat as much food to feel the same level of fullness. So hopefully that makes sense. Now, I don't love going around telling people, drink a glass of water before you eat. You always see it in holiday hacks on Instagram. Drink a glass of water before you get your meal. I don't love that because I don't love purposely filling yourself up with um, something that doesn't have like the nutrients you need, the protein, the fiber, the uh, unsaturated fat, the whole grain carbohydrates. But it can help. If you do tend to overeat at mealtimes, this is a good one, Okay. Number three for nutrition-related habit stacking, combining a daily fruit or vegetable intake goal with an existing routine such as eating an apple while commuting to work. Mundane habitual activities you have to do during the day, pair that with getting a portion of fruit in or veggies, you know? Um, so you commute to work on the train, have an apple. Um, you have a morning check-in with the team, turn your camera off, have a banana, you know, if you work remotely. So things like that, just use them as reminders. And then after a while, you'll just associate them. And I'll give you a perfect example, right? I'm doing the hard 75 challenge right now, uh, which is, I don't recommend it, right? I actually don't recommend it, but I'm doing it because my girlfriend wanted to do it and I said I'd support her um, by doing it. So what it is, is you have to do um, a gallon of water a day 
a it says no cheat meals but instead of that i just defined my diet as three vegetable servings and two fruit servings um what else two exercise sessions a day one has to be outside no alcohol 10 pages of a book you have to read so the example i was going to use is that um when i'm watching the game right the playoff games there's playoff games every single night I'll have my book and in the timeouts, I'll turn the volume off and I'll read. And so it's just because that's my only time that I usually read and it's playoff time. So I'm kind of sacrificing reading time for playoffs, um, but I get to read in, in the timeouts. So things that you normally do, use them as kind of reminders or um, paired activities as the, the healthy habit you want to incorporate. Okay, uh, number four is adding a small salad or uh side vegetable dish to your dinner routine it's pretty simple right that's pretty obvious okay now let's look at the exercise examples example one integrating short bursts of exercise into daily routines these are called exercise snacks in the literature now and there's some pretty interesting research coming out around exercise snacks so something like doing squats while brushing your teeth or lunges during commercial breaks Um, this sounds over the top but it can actually really, really be effective and fun. And it can make you feel better about sitting down on the couch watching something, okay? So I don't recommend this to people who are already active. I'm recommending this to people who are very sedentary in their work, they work at a desk job, they sit down all day, they come home and they're pretty inactive. Um, Maybe they do some chores around the house, but that's pretty much it. This can be great. And what the research is showing that taking breaks from your your work and your sedentariness and actually that's a word by the way sedentariness right i did my thesis and i had to use that word so it doesn't just sound weird it's actually a word um and actually doing short bursts of activity now that can't just be like standing you have to like walk up and down the stairs do some lunges um do some stretching some squats maybe some push-ups for those that are able maybe some sit-ups it depends on where you're doing it you can't do that in the middle of the office right um this can actually improve cardiorespiratory fitness, so overall heart health, and increase rates of muscle protein synthesis compared to individuals who just don't engage in these at all. So there is a scientific physiological benefit of engaging in these exercise snacks, and um, I highly recommend it. The main reason I recommend it, guys, is for your well-being, right? Sometimes I'm working, I'm two or three hours into my workday and I, 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 my concentration levels are gone. And now as part of this hard 75, I have to take a 45 minute walk outside and I'll go do that. And I come back and it's like, I'm starting the workday again. I have this whole new level of focus. So by taking these little exercise breaks, they obviously don't have to be 45 minutes long. You can capture some of this kind of activation or um, clearance of the mind. You know what I'm saying? So you guys know about that. You know, you take a a midday break to go and hit the gym or go for a run or something like that. You come back, you're a whole new you. So I really recommend these exercise snacks. Uh, Incorporating exercise into social activities. This is huge, guys. Instead of going down to the bar for a drink to meet up on Tuesday night, why not go for a walk? Uh, Me and my buddy tomorrow, we're... So I just signed up for this new gym, Lifetime. And uh, we're literally going... At 10, so we're going to go to jujitsu tonight. I've been training twice a day for the past you know, week and a bit, and I'm beat up. So we're going to go to Lifetime because I get a free guest uh, pass every month. 
and they have a cold plunge, they have a hot tub, sauna, steam room, they have the massage guns we can use. So we are literally going doing a full day of recovery. It's activity, right? And uh, we're making that into a social activity. And, you know, me and him are Irish and we our usual meetup is a few beers. So try and, you know, every now and then sub in a, uh, a social activity, right? Like incorporate acti- like exercise into your social meetups. Um, your friends will be more receptive to that than you think. Sometimes we're like, oh, if I try to recommend that to my friends, they'll be like, oh, get out of here. I think your friends will be more receptive to that than you think. Okay, so example number three is using technology to create reminders. And this can, this is not just exercise related. This can be with the nutrition or any other healthy habit you're trying to incorporate. Set reminders in your phone. Hey Siri, set a reminder every hour on the hour that I need to do 10 squats or some type of movement. Boom. Regardless of whether you do it every hour on the hour, you cannot argue that you'll be more likely to engage in that activity at least once than if you don't set the reminders. That's just data. Take that for data, right? So increase the likelihood of you entering the behavior or the habit. That's what this is all about. Increase the likelihood. My girlfriend uses a habit tracking app and it's pretty amazing. I need to sign up for it where they gamify the completion of habits, which is another huge area, gamification of things you want to do. So, you know, they have the rings and it's similar to the Apple watch where you have to complete the rings. So you get a certain amount of steps and you complete your ring. Um, And they do that with habits. And so you write out your habits and then you complete them. And once you fill in all the rings, you get this big celebration and they track it over the month as well. And they tell you, um, which is huge for motivation levels. And like every day you want to finish it and you want to get that thing popping up on the screen, even though it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't do anything. You don't win money or any. It's just gamification. And we see that's why gamifying websites and, and membership portals are huge now, because Regardless of what you win, people want to complete it, right? That's why it's such a growing area now in tech. Anyway, okay, moving on. Uh, Number four is combining exercise with relaxation, such as stretching or doing yoga while watching TV. So um, yeah, active recovery here, you know, instead of doing nothing, reframe your recovery to maybe a form of active recovery like stretching. So anytime you're watching TV, you're not sitting down, you're working on your posture or you're stretching your hip flexors. You know, you have one leg on the ground and one leg on the couch. Now, I don't recommend this be too disruptive. You want to enjoy yourself and actually enjoy some TV and and be present, but um, really, really simple, comfortable stretches. You know, sometimes we think of stretching as like this, ah, this chore we have to do. But if you do the right ones and you hold them for long enough, you feel amazing doing them, you know? Maybe even you have a massage gun and you're using that, one of the really quiet ones. Maybe you're bougie like that. Okay, so they are the examples I have for you. Of course, there are so many more. um, But in essence, with your clients or yourself, if you're listening to this and you're not a coach and you're just an individual, which is perfectly great, link a habit that you want to start doing more with a habit that you constantly do without needing to muster up any motivation, okay? And honestly, write these down, like write these down, set reminders in your phone, um, put it into existence. 
just by writing it down. I was never a believer in that. I used to listen to Tom Bilyeu and Tony Robbins and all of these guys who said, you have to say things you want to achieve and do. You have to write them down. You have to plan them. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Do I really have to? I'm thinking them. I'm thinking them every fucking day. I really now believe that if you write things down, you're just much more aligned. And uh, it's like you're speaking it into existence. For example, with this company, Ubuntu, um, I've now started to like write down, I have a whiteboard out here. I'm writing down the structure of, you know, the different avenues and the different things I want to provide to coaches. And it's just become more clearer. And now when I sit down on, on my laptop, I'm more focused about what I want to do, you know, at, at each work session, instead of just being like, okay, where do I start now? <laughs> do I start making the content? Do I put a blog post up? Do I make a podcast? You know, I have an order. So speaking it into existence is important. So just some overall tips that I jotted down as well. Um, start small, focus on building one habit at a time. When people listen to this, they might say, okay, I have this habit and this habit and this habit and this habit I want to incorporate. I'll link this to this and this to brushing my teeth and this to watching TV. Do not do that. One at a time. One at a time. The other company I work for, O2X Performance, or O2X Human Performance, um, our slogan is 1% better every day. What's your 1%? That is absolutely massive. And I'm starting to see it in this challenge I'm doing with the Hard 75. 10 pages of reading a day, you would think that accounts to really nothing. The amount I'm learning and the amount of like reading I'm covering is insane. Because if I was to think of 10 pages a day, I'd be like, oh, I'll read 20. But then the next night I probably wouldn't read. And then the next night I probably wouldn't read. And then maybe I'd read again and I'd read 20. You know, it's like 10 pages a day. 1% every day. What's one tiny habit you can add in? And then after weeks and weeks and weeks, it's second nature to you. Now look at the next habit. Okay. Um, make the habit specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Smart. Okay. Don't make this airy habit. Um, every time I'm brushing my teeth, I'm going to hydrate. Every time I'm watching TV, I'm going to work out. No. Every time you brush your teeth, you're going to have a glass of water. That's a typical glass. Where's the glass in your cabinet? That's the same glass you use every time. Every time you watch TV, you're going to do 20 squats, 20 jumping jacks, 20 push-ups, and you're done. Okay? The reason we have to define these specifically like this is because then on days where you're really tired, you'll be like, okay, I'll just do a couple of squats and I'm done. Hey, I exercised. Or you'll take a sip of water when you're brushing your teeth and say, hey, I hydrated. You have to define them for days that your motivation levels are not high. Okay, and wow, we could talk about that for, for a lot longer. Um, keep track of your progress and adjust as needed. Download a habit tracking app. I think it's awesome. I think they're really, really fun and they gamify it. Um, stay And if you're a coach, it will really help, you know, you take screenshots, post it on your social media, show people that you're walking the walk, help other people, you know, uh, like raise awareness around the app and the gamification of uh, habit building, you know, and just, it just creates, you know, energy and community around what you're doing. So anything you're doing health related for yourself, I recommend sharing and posting about because that just, people trust you then, you know, you're walking the walk and you're, you're applying the things you're recommending to your own lifestyle as well. Stay patient and persistent. Understand that change takes time. And obviously, this is really important with habits. Um, the goal with habits, here's the catch-22 with habit building. If you're doing it right, you're adding very, very small, incremental, easy-to-complete habits to your routine. However, 
the change you're going to see from these tiny little habits is going to be minimal acutely of course but then over time it's going to be huge and i have another book to recommend on this it's called the compound effect i recently read it about a month ago uh, i listened to it on audible if you're a subscriber on audible and you pay the monthly fee it's actually free okay and it is phenomenal and it just talks about he goes into like the data of it so he's like if you invested um this amount of money and you let it compound compared to this person who you know um invested a huge amount of money but for a shorter time he just talks about how things can compound um and he, he goes into habits and, and reading and things like that so definitely check out that book it's completely free but anyway i'll wrap it up here habit linking habit stacking whatever you want to call it type it in on google and then type in james clear after it and he has a bunch of articles he's written that are completely free um, i definitely recommend signing up for his newsletter and also read the book read the book uh, the atomic habits and the compound effect. And that'll give you a really good insight and a, a whole new range of tools to give to your clients. Okay, guys, again, if you can, please share, review, rate this. I would really appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, um, put a comment in the box. I would really, really, really appreciate it. That's all I ask. That's all I'll ever ask. I promise that's all I'll ever ask. Um, and then I'll just quickly highlight uh, the UbuntuNutrition.com, which is our website. It's a, a coaching hub. So if you're a coach and you're looking for resources to use with your clients, head there. We have packs. We have the ultimate social media bundle right now, which is 200 social media posts. And every single one of them have a fully written caption with scientific references. Um, it's in the notes section on Canva. So all you do is you get the post, add your colors in 90 seconds, download it head to the notes section you see the caption copy it paste it you can alter your language if you want and you can trust that it's fully evidence informed i write them all myself and i have a master's in human nutrition postgraduate diploma in sports and performance nutrition anyway guys i think i'm coming up on 30 minutes so i'm going to leave it there i hope you all are doing amazing looking forward to the weekend help your clients become the best version of themselves you are doing great work love you all <laughs>